0: everyone, is Judy Warner. Thanks so much for joining us again at this week's Ecosystem Podcast. Today I'm joined by Tim Wang who's an SI and PI application scientist at Keysight. He's going to talk about trends in the industry and how the whole industry is working to have software solve disconnects between hardware engineers and SI applications. I think you're really going to enjoy this view from Tim, who gets to talk to engineering teams all over the country. Now let's jump right into our conversation with Tim Wangley of Keysight. Hi Tim, thanks so much for joining me today. Why don't you take a moment and introduce yourself to our audience, especially tell us a little bit about your recent academic exploit and your claim to fame with one certain Dr. Eric Bogotin?
1: All right, hello Judy, hello everybody. My name is Tim, now Dr. Tim as Judy would call me. I am the very first, the very first student of Eric, and my dissertation focused on uh, the dance between simulation and measurement. And it took me six years, but hey, I finally got my PhD to show for it.
0: Well, congratulations, that's no small thing. And um, I, Eric, I've talked to Eric about you, and he's a very proud professor and, speaks very highly of you. So I'm really excited to get to know you and share you with our audience. So in that your dissertation was on this dance between hardware and SI engineers, I mm-hmm. thought you are the perfect person to talk about an existing bottleneck mm-hmm. um, that exists between hardware and SI engineers. Mm-hmm. So why don't you unpack what's problematic in that space uh, of the workflow between hardware and SI engineering?
1: In our research and our interactions with customers, I'm finding out more about this dynamic where we have on the very left-hand side, your layout engineers, in the middle, hardware engineers, and to the right, your SI specialists. Usually the hardware engineers would finish the layout and toss it over to the SI engineers to do signal integrity analysis. But since there are fewer SI engineers than the hardware engineers, SI engineers have to do the heavy lifting, hence creating a what I called a verifi- verification bottleneck in, in the process, meaning that it takes longer for the SI engineers to pass back the results to the hardware, slowing down the entire design cycle.
0: So when you say heavy lifting and it takes them more time, mm-hmm. why is that?
1: That is a very good question because usually if the SI engineers are going to do an SI analysis, they want to simulate all the nets, everything, because they want to catch Mm. even the tiniest problems between planes. It's no longer just a a singular uh, focus, narrow focus. It's holistic. It's a holistic approach to the design. Whereas, hardware engineers would focus more on section by section. And that's why it takes a little longer for the SI engineers to do the analysis.
0: Okay, so because of this bottleneck, usually when we talk about bottlenecks, it's not a positive thing. So because of this delay or this back and forth, then the SI engineer will then pass some things back for the hardware engineer to modify, correct?
1: Mm Mm-hmm, right.
0: Okay, and then what is sort of the Mm. unintended consequences of that bottleneck? Mm. What's the impact?
1: Well, the impact is you would, I'm purposely slow down the design cycle and you create this well I've done my part it's now their problem situation I think the throw it over the wall right once you have done your job description you say hey I'm going to clock out and enjoy this nice uh, nice nice beer and what we're trying to do I think as the industry is going to address this problem is if we can just everybody as individuals, do a little bit more, and make this transition between A and B, this layout to hardware, hardware to S engineers, make the transition a little more smooth and connected. Then, I would say the 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 workflow will be better, and the design process will be better.
0: So, I'm assuming what you're proposing then. Mm-hmm is more ownership with each Mm. stakeholder is what I hear you saying. I think about when I was a kid, we had this electronic game called hot potato Mm. and you'd set the timer and throw this plastic potato and, Mm -hmm. and throw it around in a circle to your friends. It feels like a little bit of hot potato, like there it's yours. I did my part. And then, because of those disconnects. And I always say in engineering, everybody's innocent because I feel like we're all holding dissimilar pieces of the puzzle and trying to put this complex, mm-hmm. you know, high speed, high frequency electronic Hi. system together. So I'm assuming that if we f- get more ownership between each stakeholder, then it will speed things up? Because mm-hmm. you mentioned intentionally slow things down. Would this help speed things up then?
1: Oh, exactly, exactly. Like you like you mentioned, the ownership and taking more pride in your work. It's no longer just you're finishing your job description. You're, you have the, the purpose of your job is to finalize this design so that the hardware engineers can do their part to finalize the section-by-section check, so then you optimize the workflow to SI engineers. And if we take ownership, take pride, and then if we have, as an industry, have tools that empowers individuals to perform these actions required, then, hey, I I hate to say this, but the world's gonna be a better place.
0: (laughs) Well, I like what you're saying, but I'm wondering if to do that, Mm. then we need to give both ends, both the hardware engineer and the SI engineer kind of this um, dual transparency. Mm. So in the interest of making everyone successful, getting time to market, removing inefficiencies and I was talking to, I don't know if it was you, Tim, or someone at DesignCon was saying, Mm. for every one hardware engineer, or excuse me, for every three hardware engineers, there's one SI engineer. Is that true?
1: Yes, from the look of it. yes. From talking to customers, that is in big companies, true. And sometimes you have one engineer that's both SI and hardware engineers. I know in Keysight, I've heard stories that this one person... He he wears many hats. He is a, the SI engineer, he is a high engineer, he's sometimes the layout technician because he just knows so yeah. much.
0: Yeah. Well, good for him. I bet you he's a busy guy though. A rock
1: star. <laughs> he's a rock Rough star. man. He's yeah. carrying
0: all the he's carrying all the weight, but it sounds mm-hmm, like a mm-hmm. like you said an all-star. So, one thing I've been observing in the industry for a while now is because I've mostly been on the hardware side of things over my career, but because of working at Altium and working with on the software side of things is software engineers have taught me about this, this famous saying about software eating the world and disrupting industries that you wouldn't think. And so I keep hearing about the impact, like when I was at Altium, trying to get the software to improve that visibility across those stakeholders. Mm -hmm. And so, what's going on in the industry at large? I imagine you see far more than I do. Mm -hmm. Um, What are companies doing to help bridge that gap?
1: Great, the way that it's been done is the hardware physical prototype and the software virtual prototype. A lot of times, the traditional approach is I have this friend, Ted, he would tell me back in the days, I'll make a board and I will break it based on how it's breaking. He knows how to fix it. Nowadays, you have a virtual prototype, so you don't have to wait for the board to be fabricated. Everything is all hmm. in this virtual world that my my good friend, Mr. Mike Ressler, like to call it a digital sandbox that you can mm, get like your that. get your hands dirty and throw in different stress tests that really push the limits of the possibilities outside of the physical realm. You can really turn up the heat in, right. in software.
0: Yeah. And, and that's definitely something I've seen where trying to get things in that virtual because... Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you have to go make a physical bare board, right. assemble it, exactly. and then it's like, oh, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And Sometimes you don't even know why it's not working, right. or you do, and then you throw it back, and it's mm-hmm. so expensive. Right. So I think it's such an interesting t- trend. So what companies are building, I'm, I know that Altium for one mm-hmm. was trying to build a workflow that mm-hmm. helped bridge that gap. What, what other trends do you see across the industry to help create sort of that virtual prototype. Mm.
1: Well, in my point of view, there are two types of virtual prototype. The ones that is before the layout is made and ones okay. that's after the layout is made. What I'll call the pre-layout is where you are doing an exploration of your transmitter, channel and receiver. That's the pre-layout. And the okay. post-layout where you have well the the schematic is done. Then you have the layout technician engineers connect the the nets and create a a board. That's what we call a post layout. And there are challenges mm-hmm. and software tools that can handle both of these cases. Yeah, like Altium is mm. one that handles the that handles the post layout. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Are are there other tools? Is it is that mostly existing inside of CAD tools that are doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, is that generally where people are trying to bridge this gap? And then I specifically want to put your feet to the fire and ask you about what Keysight's doing because I know mm-hmm. you guys have a software division.
1: Right, right, right. From the industry, on the pre-layout side, you have a lot of uh, channel modeling softwares that can be done, even provided by the standard bodies. And on the post-layout side, you see uh, the Cadence, the Mentor, they all have... Uh, associated analysis within their tools to help mm. do impedance analysis, control impedance analysis uh, on, on the layout traces. And mm-hmm. Keysight, we, in the spirit of empowering the hardware engineers, will yeah. create this uh, vendor layout vendor agnostic tool that's called the EP Scan. It will import oh. the ODB++ layout file and IPC 2581 and help you identify the impedance, the skew, in- return loss, insertion loss of your channels.
0: Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I like that it's because a lot of the the tools that I've seen are just measuring for impedance mm-hmm. but I think that's very interesting because I've learned from people like Lee Ritchie right. and um, even some of the material manufacturers mm-hmm. trying to solve this problem that skew is just because of the speeds and mm-hmm. That fiber weave effect and all of that is a big deal. Right. Um, so I think that's interesting that it's measuring for skew too. Does it measure? Is the are those the two primary things that EP scans measuring for?
1: Mm. At the moment, the release it's impedance, skew, insertion loss, return loss. In the future, oh diagnostics, okay. we, we're we're having eye diagrams too. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. And so. I like that idea. Actually, I didn't. I didn't have any idea that what Keysight's doing mm. is doing a, uh, what do you call it? A platform agnostic way to measure, right. which I think would be really, yeah. And
1: that's it's so like
0: all... I, it's like democratization. Exactly. Which, you know, mm. I hear. I've heard other people. Um, I talked to a couple of the executives from. Key site when I was at DesignCon and they were mm. talking about that term, the d- democratization, and mm. I know I've heard Altium talk about that too, is right. to make it accessible for everybody. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah the Altium A three sixty five it's it's yeah. wonderful to use. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. A...
0: It's it was very fun to be there when they were developing that, mm. and I know they're still working hard to do mm. that. But I think um, that them coming up with that during COVID mm. was really a providential moment because I got to see from the front lines how that was empowering, right. you know, engineering teams, right. global engineering teams that were going down because yeah. they didn't have access to VPN or whatever. So that's why I'm really curious to learn mm-hmm. about, because I know they're not the only one doing this, exactly. right? It's it's an industry trend, and I love yeah. what I'm hearing about yeah. EP scan. Mm-hmm. Um, so... What do you think the benefits of EP scan and some of these other tools as we're trying to as an industry solve this? Mm-hmm. I would I imagine time to market, right? right. Save money because you're not building physical mm-hmm. prototypes. Are there other things that maybe I'm not thinking of?
1: Yeah, another big phrase that's the, it's the key phrase is shifting left, especially mm. for Keysight, is we're moving everything more towards the your left-hand side or hence the mm-hmm. shift left. And in, in yes. my mind, shift left is a, a movement where you're doing as much as you can in, in the software side, in the digital sandbox.
0: In the digital sandbox. Mm-hmm. I By love that. At the same
1: that. time, not ignoring the connection between the software and and hardware because they are there. And that brings us back to the communications between different parts. Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah. You, you, it's you, no man is one island. It's we yeah. are all connected. Design cycle is connected. Part, part layout. Part hardware. Part SI. And the trend of the industry, I can see that is, it doesn't matter what product. It doesn't matter what service. It's to make each of our life better and realizing our real, real potential in many yeah. ways. In many ways. Right. Yeah
0: yeah that's kind of the the I don't know the uh, the vision of mm. starting the ecosystem podcast because mm. I keep hearing people like you talk about, man, if we do more in a digital domain mm. and we do it, you know, together as a connected ecosystem, the problem is is the ecosystem has been disconnected mm. and those that throwing over the wall. But right. most things I'm hearing from people like you, Tim, is can't do it anymore. Speeds are too high. Yeah. And yeah. I, I can't do my job without knowing what your job mm-hmm. is. So, and um, one engineer I know came up with this great term that I just absolutely hijacked, uh, a guy named Eli Hughes. Thanks, Eli. Um, he calls himself a full stack hardware engineer.
1: <laughs>
0: Isn't that a great term?
1: It is a great term. Okay, so for me, I I know there's a four-stack software because they know. Exactly. And the one thing I find the most interesting is the stack-up of the circuit boards. You have different stack-ups and also four-stack could be a pawn. I know. Ah.
0: See what we did just there, Tim? All right. Yeah, I know. So anyways, feel free. I'm sure Eli wouldn't wouldn't mind mind mind. you hijacking that term too. Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. And I love that. And I think that's true is sort of this connected ecosystem or this full stack, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it's a trend I'm seeing that I just picked up on, and so I'm trying to do that through conversations like this. Right. So, and I think it makes it, I think it, especially now that we're all working from home, mm. right? We can get that kind of real-time communication in a virtual environment. right?
1: Right, right. Which
0: speeds up efficiencies, time to market, mm-hmm. all of that. So it's pretty exciting. So, um, so I did. I just hear you say that you just had a recent release of EP Scan.
1: Mm-hmm. The recent release okay. is January eighteenth, and the next one, okay. Update One, is going to be in in April.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. so ongoing roadmap to get it fully yeah. built out. And then. A, a
1: shameless plug here, there is a life from the lab, great, great action in life from the lab. We are putting PCB boards inside liquid nitrogen. Do not do that at home. I think you'll find this very interesting. Well, the audience would too, like Judy. It's it's a very fun. You
0: you guys like blowing stuff up and <laughs> whatever and whatever. I'm a geek enough to like, oh, what are you gonna blow up with liquid nitrogen? So yeah. make sure you give me that link. Mm-hmm. When is that gonna happen? I will put it in the link because it's, I know our audience will want to see that.
1: It's March 14th, and I think there's a drawing for I don't know a Ferrari worth of hardware equipment. I think. Uh, don't quote me on this. <laughs> <laughs> Software licenses, how about that? Trial license so, for everybody.
0: Right, so, uh, and life from the Lab, that's done with um, our mutual friend, mm-hmm. uh, Daniel Bogdanoff, right? Yes,
1: Mr. Daniel, the fun Mr. guy. Mr.
0: Daniel, he is so fun. Yes, I, yes, I yes. love watching this stuff. Mm-hmm. He's, he entertains as well as doing fun right. fun experiments that I think everybody loves. Exactly, exactly. Um, well, as we wrap up here, Tim, um, besides live from the lab and I'll I'll be happy to link to the to the EP scan mm-hmm. page. Is there any last minute thoughts before I let you go? I know you're a busy guy or anything else you'd like to share? I
1: well, I'm just really motivated and encouraged by the trend of the industry. Especially I saw you at DesignCon Judy. It's every time you see all these engineers together that bring in their passion and it's it's magic and you just you just see those the peace and the love is going to create and and the joy all over and and that's what we do what we do is the peace love and joy won't you say
0: peace love and joy baby
1: that's right
0: you know we're going back to you know my childhood now Mm. (laughs) peace love and joy good times good times i agree with you there's nothing like the magic um, and I've seen it over and over mm-hmm. and over in my career and something I'm passionate about is getting that community together right. because the amount of um, collaboration mm-hmm. and the problems that get solved and the enjoyment we get to be around our geeky peers yes. is is really, really magical. Yes, so yes, thanks yes. so much. And again, so yeah. good to see you again. And um, thanks for sharing all this. It's, it's really fun to learn from yeah. you out there on the front lines with engineering teams.
1: Thank you, Judy.
0: For our audience, thanks so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed learning about this little read from Tim Wang's Crystal Ball. And it's all about love, peace, and joy. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Make sure you like and subscribe so you can become part of our community. Thanks for joining. We'll see you next week. Until then, remember to always stay connected to the ecosystem.
1: Peace.